everyone! Hello and welcome to the Environmental Podcast with Dandelion. We are your hosts, Ob and Court, and thank you for being here. This is our podcast about all things sustainability and the sustainable transition. Today we are joined by Rachel Schnorr, the USA Membership Director for AdNet Zero. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Rachel. We really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and how you kind of found yourself in this role. Yeah, no, thank you all for creating the opportunity for me to share and just for the work that you all are doing too in terms of spreading awareness. And I think, um, you know, one of the things I've observed with this type of work is it's amazing to see different people working in different corners and each taking action. And we're each we're all kind of aiming towards that same goal, but there are different ways of getting there. We're all kind of tackling that from those different perspectives. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, I'm the US membership director for AdNet Zero. Um, AdNet Zero is an advertising industry trade association. Um, we're, so we're a nonprofit. We're the only trade association in the advertising industry that is focused exclusively on sustainability, particularly how do we decarbonize uh, the advertising industry and get the whole industry to net zero, which is a 90% reduction. Um, we do, you know, we serve as a coalition. We desire to bring everyone to the table to create solutions. So other trade organizations, large advertisers, agencies, other ad partners, whether they're in ad tech production, event production, um, you know, if we get enough scale then we can get everyone agreeing on these solutions and that can become the way forward. Um, and we also strive to inspire more sustainable consumer behavior change. So part of what we do is about the reduction of emissions from how advertising is delivered, which frankly, hardly anyone thinks about and myself included until recently. Um, and then, you know, but the, the huge impact is also advertising is in the business of changing hearts and minds and drive consumer behavior. And so that is that is the real impact along with having our own house in order. So I, um, yeah, very kind of unexpectedly navigated my way to this type of role. My background um, is in digital media on the agency side. So some of the early days of search marketing in the 2000s. And then um, over time, I got gotten involved with building grassroots diversity efforts. And so before this, I was um, helping to really stand up and operationalize um, the DEI program at Densu Americas. And I worked a bit with our sustainability and social impact team there. So that's what started to get this more on my radar and especially, you know, the, the intersection of sustainability and advertising and the fact that there are things that we can do within advertising, not just you know, do we are we lowering our footprint in terms of our real estate? Are we recycling? I would be mindful about travel, but there's also things you can do with the media you serve, which how with how you produce work. So um, for many things in life, it was an unexpected path that I'm so grateful for and, and um very grateful to do this kind of work. Absolutely. I mean, what an incredible platform it, it, to have all of these businesses so invested in you know, working towards these goals, that's so exciting. I'm, I'm so curious about like, kind of how are these businesses kind of collaborating? Like, is there, how, how is their community being built, I suppose? Yeah. 
It's a good question. Um, so certainly, and one thing I'll mention up front too is, you know, while we are the only advertising trade association focused exclusively on sustainability, we're not in any way trying to corner the market. We're not pretending that we're the only one who has sustainability efforts going on. We, what we hope to do is connect the dots. You know, there are other trade associations who have sustainability task forces and are tackling things and going deep in a certain area. Our brands and agencies also have efforts. So again, we try to kind of be the connecting thread between those and a little bit of like the hub at the center of the wheel. So how people collaborate within the AdNet Zero model, um, AdNet Zero has five actions, which is our framework of how we tackle this work. And we also welcome anyone to, you know, lift that as their own strategy if they don't have one. So first, you know, action one is about how you're getting your own house in order, just those general business practices. Action two is about production. And there are many choices that can be made as you're producing creative work um, that will reduce the footprint of that. Um, you know, whenever you see a TV ad or certainly, you know, um, all the entertainment we watch, there's a massive footprint behind how those things were produced. Oh, yeah. Um, media itself, even digital media, this is usually the most surprising part to people is because you think it's digital, it's in the cloud, it's invisible. You never think about the impacts there. Paperless yeah. feels modern, but um, that can often be 50% or more of the whole impact from advertising. There's a ton of, you know, a ton of energy usage and all those servers and how the auctions work. Um, action four is about events and awards and how, again, we embed sustainability into what work is being awarded um, and how events are being done. And then there's that action five all about consumer behavior change. So how people, um, how people collaborate is each of those working groups or those actions have a working group and they're meeting typically every couple of months. And so we're, we're bringing all parts, the brands, the advertisers, the partners, the trade associations, everyone's coming together in that meeting to talk specifically about the, the challenges, the solutions, you know, what's working, what's not working. And so that is how we dig in and accelerate progress in very specific ways. Um, so that is the, the primary vehicle, I would say, of collaboration. Um, and particularly, it's worth noting on the media front, at net zero at a global level. So we operate in the US, but we also started out of the UK. We operate, um, we just launched in New Zealand. So we have a, a global effort as well. Um, we partner with the World Federation of Advertisers. They have an initiative called the Global Alliance for Responsible Media or GARM. So we have really locked arms. And what we're tackling is we are bringing our community together with their community. Um, cool. So it's really global advertisers and we're really tackling this. There's a total lack of standards and common methodology with how you should even measure emissions from media. And so that is a really kind of meaningful stake in the ground that we're putting for the advertising industry and um, is a really notable piece of collaboration, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Curious to ask a little bit about that. But before I ask about that, I think this is one of those conversations where the the role that you play in the sustainable then the sustainable transition is clear, but it's so great. Mm. Is it possible to say succinctly what is the role that AdNet Zero plays in the transition to a more sustainable future? 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's the role that AdNet Zero plays in, you know, driving towards a truly more sustainable future. Again, I think it's it's the twofold. So we know that globally advertising results in about two to three percent of emissions, which doesn't sound like a lot. Um, yeah. However, there are things that can be done to reduce it, and so we should. Um, and you know, again, that those operations account for, you know, that they really impact the other ninety-seven to ninety-eight percent. So the role that we play on that piece is we are either defining the standards in partnership, or if there's an existing standard, we're, you know, creating more visibility and elevating that and saying, this is what everyone should be doing. So our role is to get as many people on board in the advertising industry with changing the way they operate so that those emissions are going to come down and those emissions are going to get to a 90% reduction. Um, so we ask um, the businesses themselves to have a net zero target in place. That's a requirement of joining on net zero. So we're already accelerating the number of companies that have a net zero target, which we know globally, when you even when you look at the top 2000 companies, only about half of them have a target. So when you think about getting small and large businesses to get on board with this, that is really holding them accountable to meaningful emissions reduction. Mm -hmm. so I think it's that business operation as well as, you know, new standards. Like, for example, I mentioned the media emissions framework. There's a quick action guide for how people, you know, at least 10 steps you can take right now to reduce the emissions from how your digital media or, or your out of home, you know, is being delivered. Cool. Um, yeah. So that and then uh, again, we're partnering when it comes to um, the other part of inspiring um, more sustainable, con you know, consumption. That's education. That's partnership with folks who are doing excellent research around that. And so, our goal again is to arm the agencies and the advertisers with the knowledge. This is how you can help lead your consumers in more sustainable consumption patterns. Um, does that help, like, pinpoint any more? Or yeah, for sure. I think it's really. I really like the approach that you're taking. Um, and bringing in not just advertisers, but businesses as a whole also to, to into this conversation because like what we put our energy into is what gets done, right? right? So if a business that doesn't have a net zero target comes in or like has never thought about how they're advertising yeah. and they come in and they go, I want my advertising to be more sustainable, these are like the marketing methods they're using to be more sustainable. But once you're on that train to making like something more sustainable, it's so easy to change the mindset of people that are working to also say, I don't just want my advertising to be more sustainable. I want my company to be more sustainable. I want what we're putting into the world to have a better impact, a smaller impact. Exactly. So, yeah, it's all a ripple effect. And yeah. the, the interesting thing too is, I, you know, over in Europe, there's already quite a lot of regulation that forces yep. disclosure on emissions and target setting. In the U.S., that is coming. There's the new two California disclosure laws that um, were signed and, you know, will be put into motion. So even the, the smallest partner in the advertising ecosystem 
is now eventually going to be asked by the agency and by the advertiser that that agency works for, what are your emissions? Because we now need to count those in our scope three. So that is when this really starts to get real. Um, I mean, I think we're seeing this in RFPs. A lot of larger organizations are feeling it, but that it truly is all connected at this point, which is another element of why it matters no matter what size you are. Yeah, man, what a work. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of work to transition to a sustainable world. Yeah, it, it is. It's it, a lot of work. It's what happens when it goes unchecked for long enough and we don't realize and now we have to really work hard to turn the ship. It's mm -hmm. it's not yeah. easy. And I think that's one of the challenges too, is it feels hard or people are skeptical or don't understand. So it just sort of Yeah. And it's confusing. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's right. confusing. And I think you made a really good point about a point about measuring impact from media. So like we're a digital marketing agency. This is a big, this is big for us. And we've really struggled to find an impact like a calculator partner mm -hmm. because it's because it's confusing. Like most people yeah. that do emissions data for a company expect you to have a physical product, but we don't. Exactly. And that measurement is hard. How do you tell people or help people like kind of get around that or figure out what those measurements are? Yeah. Um, well, that it, it is hard and particularly the like the media measurement, as you said. So, I mean, one, some of that happens through our working groups. We have a number of you know, sustainability consultants and measurement companies who are, are a part of net zero, at net zero. Um, but I would say the the key thing that we're really working to address is with that collaboration with GARM. And that work stream is actually going on right now. So we have not only like the global advertising community um, and people who are subject matter experts, but we have climate scientists advising and even folks connected to the British Standards Institute so they are right now evaluating like 30 different um, tools and ways that people have of measuring media. And, you know, towards the end of this year, early next year, there is, they're going to come out with a framework and say, this is our recommendation of exactly how any tool should be measuring. So to your point, Bob, when you all look at a tool that you might use, the goal is for those tools to voluntarily align with this thorough standard that has been put out there so that you can have confidence in knowing the calculations they're using on the back end are yep. aligned with the calculations that others would be using. So that is probably the most yeah. tangible thing we're doing that we hope will leave a lasting stamp and really address that, that issue. Yeah, well, we're going to keep an eye out because we've been actively searching for this. Like, you know, probably everyone you work with is like, who do I go to? Yeah. You know? And in the media space in particular, it's super competitive. You've got the holding companies and you've got many others who all have their own solution. And it's really hard to tell, you know, what is different about those or what can I trust? So yeah, we hope, we hope that this will be a meaningful step forward. And it, it will also include a standard set of RFI questions so that when you're evaluating a partner, here's a list of questions you should be asking and you can see what their response will be. Okay, cool. Incredible resource. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. I mean, yeah, it sounds uh, just 
to be part of those conversations, I'm sure is, is just, is a really exciting thing to, to be a part of, right? Because you're yeah. Yeah. really on the tipping point of so much innovation there. And that, that, is, that has a potential for some major impact, which is really right. exciting. Yeah, and just to know that it's um, not only like, for example, for you all as an agency, but what we hear from the brands is they're trying to get, you know, their sustainability and ESG teams to pay more attention to the emissions that come from advertising. But those teams are saying, well, I don't know if I can trust this data. I can't confidently put this in my ESG reporting. So it also, I think it just, it it's good to know that we're kind of addressing the key hole that exists. And, and we really hope that that will be helpful to all the parties involved. And we're super grateful for GARM's involvement and collaboration. And they're really leading the charge super well on this. Wow. I feel like we just gained a really great resource also. Like, yeah, you should, that's yeah, so you, exciting. Yeah, they're, the, the quick action guide now is available now of like steps you can be taking, but that measurement work stream should be wrapping up here in a few months and I'm excited for that, that release. Yeah, that's great. We'll um, link to the, I'll find that quick actions guide because totally. I would, will definitely want to share that. Yeah. Um, I'll make, yeah, I can send you the link too. I'll make sure you have it. Thank you. Um, speaking of quick actions guide, what do you think is the, has the biggest impact that surprises people the most when it comes to media and like a digital carbon footprint, I guess. Um, I mean, I think aside from the fact that there is a massive <laughs> footprint from digital media, that is the first and foremost thing. Yeah. I, think it's, um, I think it's just people understanding, you know, so like the, the redundancies that are are built into how, I mean, this is true even for how the internet works and servers, like there's redundancies to keep things safe. Um, but there are, with, within the ad auctions with how digital media is bought and sold, I, when things get resold a number of different times, that's what really adds to, so like oh. multiple hops, something is making that it really doesn't need to. So trying to have a more clean um, and direct supply path is what will have the biggest impact there. And I mean, supply path optimization is something you might be hearing people talk more about. And so thankfully, you know, there are a number of ad tech partners that are now baking that into the way they do business and they're trying to eliminate um, those multi-hop resellers. Um, the other thing too, that people might not think of is just like the file format. Um, so obviously there are, you know, certain things that are a lot heavier on bandwidth, like, you know, a video ad versus a static ad. Um, but one really interesting thing is even how the content is loaded onto the page. So getting pretty technical, but you can, you know, preload everything on the page or there is some technology that allows you to just, as someone is scrolling the page, it will only send pixels over as they're needed. And the, I mean, every single case study I've seen from that is a, a big reduction in emissions, but also- a huge um, improvement in engagement because they're still able to play a really interactive file format, but just the way they're transferring the data eliminates unnecessary drain on like loading everything on the page first. So like a lazy load. Yeah, it's like streaming the content versus yeah. like a full load ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. And Interesting. I'm, 
happy to pass you all. There's a link of some interesting case studies around that too. I'm happy to share that. I Yeah, I've been actually wondering about that because we build websites. And so sometimes you can choose a like a, they use the term lazy load, you see. Yeah, exactly. And I've been wondering like, does this actually help? Because sometimes you see that streaming is, it has a bigger footprint or like, right. you know, totally. that information isn't clear, but that is fascinating. Yeah. When you first hear that word, you think streaming must be, must feel heavier. Um, but yeah. And I think, I think that is, that's addressed in the, in the GARM guide as well. That's one of the recommendations. Uh, but cool. yeah, I'll those things over to you all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Incredible resources. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to dive in with more detail. <laughs> um, I would say the other thing too, just, and this is, again, another thing that might be surprising. So maybe, maybe people do start paying attention to emissions from advertising and they do start paying attention to, okay, well, how can I optimize my media now? Or how can I optimize how I produce my creative work? The common thread, the, the, even outside of those things, the heaviest emitter overall, when you look at you know the, the footprint of agencies brands is still going to be their business travel. And so that's also that's worth saying here is that um, it's not one or the other, it's both. And so that also people may be focusing so hard on this that they totally forget you know, business travel still has a huge impact and the flights and you know so I think people being mindful and having those conversations, with their clients, with their partners about like, let's be more mindful about, do we really need to be in person for this? How many people do we need to fly? Mm -hmm. And that zero has been tackling is responsible travel commitment, particularly for production. You know, how many people from the brand and the agency and the production company do you really need there? And let's just be thoughtful about that. So that's also worth saying that's not excluded from this whole conversation, even though that feels so basic. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the language you use around that to be thoughtful about it, to be responsible about it. Because a lot of times the language there is really like, don't travel, don't go for business, don't. But there is so much value in meeting face-to-face. Like Courtney and I live on opposite sides of the world. So once a year, once every probably 15 months, we do get together for a while. Um, And there's so much value in that. Every so often, we we're just talking about like conferences and investing in that and how to find more local, regional ones. Um, so not stopping conferences, just not going really far away, you know, for them. And so, yeah, I appreciate that you talk about doing it responsibly, not not doing it. Yep, totally. And even the class you fly makes a difference, which maybe for some people like myself, you always fly economy just because... <laughs> But for other people who have the ability to fly first class, either through points or whatever, or certainly private jets, you know, those are also things to think about um, in, you know, when you're thinking about taking a flight, even how you travel makes a real difference too. That's interesting. The I never really thought about because I always fly economy, so I've never really thought about <laughs> you think about company executives, especially when you think about like talent that you're bringing in for production it's it's extremely common to have private jet and first class situations so um so yeah that is something people need to rethink as well wow yeah cool yeah i feel like we've learned so much i'm really excited i really appreciate you you being here um how can people find you how can they connect with 
with you or with AdNet Zero? Yeah. Um, so you can go to our website, adnetzero.com, which is where you can find the five actions that I mentioned earlier. You can find, you know, the list of companies who are supporters, um, both at the global and the country level. Um, you can find us on social, on LinkedIn. So um, AdNet Zero US has its own LinkedIn uh, uh, profile, as well as AdNet Zero globally. So definitely follow those. We share the latest in events, interesting research that's going on, kind of what we're up to and best practices. And then um, in about a month, so in mid-November, stay tuned for the impact report from AdNet Zero. And we're going to be focusing particularly on you know, kind of the how companies are getting their house in order. So we'll be focusing on the data we have of how many of our members have a science-based target in place already, how many, you know, don't, um, you know, as well as just the progress we're seeing across the actions. So those are some notable things to keep an eye out for and um, ways you can learn more. Yeah, definitely. Definitely excited to also share those. I, um, I didn't know that there were two on LinkedIn. So now I'll know. Yes. I'll yeah. Check. Yeah, follow both. We share different things sometimes. Cool. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no, really appreciate you all and just creating the space for these types of conversations and just your commitment to doing this through and through with the work you do. It's would love to see more people doing that. So really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you everyone for watching and we will talk to you next time. See you next time.